is going on, you guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Manhandled. I am your host, Aaron. And for those of you joining us this time around, welcome. And for those of you returning, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Manhandled is a podcast about men's issues, my own issues, and how I'm handling things. And along the way, I'll talk with some friends and maybe some experts to get their thoughts and opinions on how we can all grow and shift our perspectives on some of the things that we as men are dealing with. And I feel like these topics are not super mainstream, and that's why I wanted to open the floor and have a dialogue. So let's grow together and let's get fucking manhandled. This week, I am joined by a guest, and because it is Valentine's Day today, I figured who better to have on this show with me than somebody who is very special. Uh, So please give a warm welcome to this person. She not only pushes me to be a better version of myself, but she also pushes my buttons every single day. (laughs) Please welcome my girlfriend. Hello. My name is this person. This person. Well, I didn't know if you wanted me to use your actual name no, or... No, it's all good. That was a cute intro. Hi, thank you for being on the show with me. You're welcome, maybe. I'm welcome, maybe? Maybe. What is that supposed we to mean? We gotta see how this goes. It, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna have a conversation. Okay. Nice and easy? Maybe. <laughs> all right. Um, so, happy Valentine's Day, first uh, of all. Yes, I didn't say it this morning. I'm sorry. Happy Valentine's Day. That's okay. I'll forgive you on this one. Okay. I want to talk about a topic in particular today because it this holiday is centered around one thing. Can you guess chocolate. what it is? Not chocolate. Flowers. No. Sex. No. We might get into that though. Oh, I don't. Not know not that. while we're recording, <laughs> obviously. Oh, <not> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Love. Yes, love. I want to talk about love. Also, I apologize, guys, for laughing. I I laugh a lot. She's a serial giggler. I, I really am. It's a little bit annoying. Um, sometimes, but yeah. not all the time. Anyway, I want to talk about love. Okay. So I guess we'll jump right in. Let's go. So my first question. Mm-hmm. What is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. Don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. No, no more. All right. There's your answer. <laughs> Don't hurt me no more. Yeah. That's that's what love is to you? No. Can you give me a, your definition of what romantic love is? Because um, there's obviously different kinds. There, there are. Um, I think I'm going to start off by saying that I'm not a therapist or an IG guru or like a really evolved person. Um, these are just like my opinions and... Your ideals. My ideals. And obviously everybody knows that, but I... I just want to say that again. Sure. Um, You're allowed to preface with that. Yeah. So I think love for me is, um, romantic love at least, is is daily decisions and actions where you honor that other person, where you consider that other person, where you show up um, for that other person. And, you know, we don't always show up as our best selves, but we should still show up. Um in our mess and try. Um, I mean, I, I think it encompasses a lot of things. Obviously, obviously it's a chemical reaction in our brains as well. Um, but the outwork of that 
reaction, I think, is is really what love is. I want to get into the chemical reaction a little bit, but I'm going to do that a little bit later. Okay. Um, forever a scientist. Forever a scientist. <laughs> um, can I, I, I'll give you my definition yeah, or the things that I think mm-hmm. encompass love for me. Um, I think gentleness Ding, ding, ding. Is a, is That's a thing. your word of the week. Well, you said uh, it's, it a million times. I mean, I, I think that if you lead with gentleness and if you lead with kindness, you know, you're showing love to somebody. Mm. Um, kindness is such an interesting thing. And I won't get into it here, but um, there's a book called The Power of Kindness that has really changed my perception of what kindness is as a former people pleaser. But keep going. A former people pleaser? Former. A recovering people pleaser. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I think that gentleness, kindness, and kind of, I hate this word, but piggybacking. Oh, God. I hate that word so much. Piggybacking off of what you said, you know, I do agree that it is showing up in your mess. Yeah. Um, I also think that love has to do a lot with being your authentic self and knowing mm. yourself mm-hmm. so that you can show up yeah, for that absolutely. other person. And um, be vulnerable. Yeah. And be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Who or what has like shaped your ideals on what love is? Um, for a long time, it was Disney and Melrose Place, The Young and the Restless, like soap opera. And I think for people like growing up, that grew up in our time yeah. period, like that is that what is kind what of, we that's what we saw. As yeah. love. Um, and it, with that combination of like fantasy mixed with someone rescuing me or rescuing someone mixed with like crazy hot, lusty passion mixed with crazy dramatic fights. Um, Really, I I led with that in, you know, past relationships. And I had a relationship where, like, it was really, it was fun, but it was also chaotic and really, really damaging for both of us. Um, So after a lot of therapy (laughs) and growing up, I think that I came to realize that I had a great example of what love is growing up in my home with my parents. I think I always kind of thought that they were boring. Um, Why? What, what, what did they do that was so boring or what did you now realize that it wasn't boring, but it was them being themselves and loving each other? Um, I think, I mean, I growing up always longed for this very exciting life and in hindsight, I had a very exciting life. Like we moved around a lot. We traveled like I had a very exciting life. I just I was bratty. <laughs> you still are a little uh, bit. A little bit bratty. But um I think the foundation for their relationship is a, a strong friendship and laughter and joy and and just enjoying each other's company, but also being secure enough to allow the other person to have freedom, to not be up under each other all the time to like have that connection and that commitment and the trust to allow each individual in a relationship to live their own lives while still being a pair. Um, And I think that that's something that at the time growing up, I didn't see as important, but as I've matured and become a woman, 
and been in relationships myself, I understand how important it is to keep your individuality in a relationship because you're still going to be that person. So consuming yourself or or enmeshing yourself with another person is, is not healthy. <laughs> it's It's very important. And I think that this is something that I always say and ask you, like, do you feel freedom? Do you have space to breathe? Do you feel supported in this? Because those ideals are things that I saw in my parents that I crave now in a relationship and, and didn't realize how important freedom and, and that space to breathe was to me in previous relationships. Whether it was because I was, um, was like anxiously attached to my partner or he was anxiously attached to me, we, I, I never cultivated a atmosphere in relationships where we had that space and that freedom. And I think it's really important because, you know, you have an opportunity right now um, and I've had opportunities in the past that we, we've we taken or we've had the ability to take if we wanted because we give each other that freedom and that space to breathe um, and the support that I think is our puppy is going crazy, guys. Um, That's what the background noise is if you hear it. Or <clears throat> that support to grow as an individual and, and really experience life because you're on a completely different journey than I am on. I'm your partner. I'm like your your mountain climbing partner, but we have we we have different paths up the mountain that we're conjoined for. Right. Um, but I we, know if, uh, what? No, I was just going to say that I agree in that as two separate individuals mm-hmm. who are coming together to have a relationship. Yeah. You know, we have to kind of work with each other. Yeah. To make this work, mm-hmm. and if there's a lack of communication in any any way, shape, or form, right. it's not going to work. Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of couples maybe struggle with. I don't. I. I, I don't. I don't know. We struggle with. No, that. I know oh, that. Okay. That's why I'm saying <laughs> it. That's why I'm saying it. But I think that there's a lot yeah. of people out there who you know are in situations where you know communication is a hard thing to do. Yeah, for sure. But I. I don't know. If they're able to address that issue, because I want to go back to something that you said, you know, they are kind of tied up into this addictive thing that love can be right. because it is an addiction. It's an addiction to somebody else. Yeah. It's an addiction to the sometimes, you know, craziness that a relationship has. Yeah. Some people, some people are addicted to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... Can you admit that you are one of those people? That's addicted to chaos yeah. or craziness? I have been, absolutely, yes. And that wasn't me leading her on. I, I We've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, this is... We've, we have sat down and had some really <laughs> come to Some Jesus. real conversations. <laughs> or some real last conversations, yeah. as I always say. I mean, I, you know, from the beginning, I told you like I think on the second date or the first real date because the first time we met was not a real date but on I consider it a real date yeah it was we did one of my favorite things I know we did um on the second date like I told you the two things that I need in a relationship are communication and honesty and that took a lot of bravery for me to say because you know I really liked you and found you interesting and we enjoyed hanging out and it was only the second date and we had been hanging out for like, I think, eight hours at this point Probably. or something like that. Um, and I I made the choice in that moment, like, I don't want what I had in the past. I want to be upfront and I want to be honest and I want to tell this guy, like, hey, 
these are the things I need. If you cannot match this, if you can't meet me in this moment and offer these two things, you're great. I think you're really fucking hot. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I... I don't, we can't continue this. And communication is is extremely hard. I said that before, but I it is. Yeah, it's it's extremely hard, and it's a muscle to me, like that you need. I to agree. Work on way to um, you know have your therapist come out through you, because <laughs> mine has said that too. Really? Yes. I don't know if mine has said those exact words. Um, but, but it is a muscle that you have to work out and, and try and things aren't always going to go the way that we want to when we're communicating with another person, because we're also dealing with everything that that person is thinking in their mind, the emotions that they're experiencing in that moment, the traumas from their past, et cetera, et cetera. This is therapist talk, but, um, we, we, we have to do it anyways. We have to try. We kind of have to push through. I mean, that's what makes a relationship work. Do you think a lot of people tend to be, and this is just speaking from your own experience, do you think yeah. a lot of people tend to be capable of holding space for another person in in those moments that they're going through their own shit? What do you mean? Say you say something mm-hmm. and that triggers me. Okay. Are you capable of holding space for me if I start to go down some kind of rabbit hole of this affected me back right and during this time mm-hmm. i still am working on processing all of these emotions i don't right. know how to handle this right, right now right. do you think besides i know you're not a therapist but as best you can are you or have you been capable of holding space for me in those times um sometimes and sometimes i can be really shitty in those times i think that again when we communicate we're dealing with everything that's going on with that other person at the time. So I know that we have had, you know, as every couple has fights or things that arise where you get triggered. And sometimes I feel as though you're just copping out and you're just like, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to face this. So I'm going to like go on this spiral. And so she stops or she tries to like make things better with me. And then sometimes I realize that, hey, like he's he's hurting or he's been affected by what I say. But I think that it goes both ways. Um, sure. I'm not as emotional as you are. So, you know, in moments where I may be triggered, I do not react the same way that you do. And it's it's definitely been a learning process to be with someone who reacts more emotionally. So I don't, I don't always hold space for, you no. but I am learning and actively trying to do that more. Yeah. Right. Do you think that I hold space for you as best I can? Um, I don't think that I give you the opportunity sometimes because I'm not, like I said, emotional. So if I am triggered, the way that I cope with it is not outwardly, but when I, when I am emotionally triggered, I don't think you're always the best at holding space for me. No. I'm trying. I believe I you. try. I believe you. I want to shift gears a little bit. Okay. So skirt, we, we, we... Sorry. What? <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know. A car sound? We're shifting gears. Sometimes on podcasts, they have like little oh, sound effects. I don't know that I'm going to do that on oh, this. Okay. I think this is just going to be a straight interview. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can hire you as my sound effects person oh my if gosh, you want. No. Um, bum, bum, bum. 
Anyway, so you were talking about, obviously, with communicating and with being with another person, we mm-hmm. need different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this idea of, like, love languages. Yeah. What are yours? Um, My top two are words of affirmation and physical touch. I definitely think that I give love by words of affirmation. I, I do think that's how I give love. And I think I, I receive love. I think words of affirmation is... is it. It's that there's like one point separating them. I think that's my strongest though. Okay. And for you? Um they are I think reversed, but they might be the same. They're I don't the, know. I haven't the taken same. the I haven't I haven't looked at my at the test results. They I, okay, if they're you the same it, then it's they're words the same. Of affirmation okay. and then then touch. yes, then they're the same. This is like something we talk, we did in the beginning. In the beginning of the relationship, yeah. I know. But I, this was like how long ago? Did you do your research, Mister? Obviously this not. <laughs> so we both have the same love languages. Love languages. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that has helped our relationship, or that it's hindered it? Um, and for other people who might have similar love languages, do you think that that potentially helps? Or I no? just thought about something, and it's so interesting. I wonder if. This is not answering your question at all, by the way. I know so you're you're yeah. avoiding it. I'm not avoiding it. I'm, I'm just, kidding. I had a completely other thought. I wonder if there is something like love languages that's like fight languages. I'm sure there is. Um, nobody steal my idea, but this is like being an anxious avoidant or uh, no, yeah, because it people I, I I'm. Pretty sure you're talking about attachment styles because if I'm not, let me explain. But you don't even you didn't hear the end of what I was. Oh, saying. sorry. I know. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. But I I I know attachment styles. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, my thought was if there is such a thing as fight styles because both of our love languages are words of affirmation. But when we fight, the number one thing that we do is the opposite of words of affirmation. It's like words of condemnation or words of hurt you nation. Um, like that is our go-to thing to do for each of us is like, but I guess maybe for some people it could be to take things away or for some people it could be to like avoid the other person or for some people it could be to like punch the wall, which is not healthy, but um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that doesn't make any sense, but I just thought of it when you said, when we were talking about, we both have words of affirmation because I was like, wow, that is our love language. And I know when we're both extremely hurt in this, it's because the other person has said something that has really hurt us and we carry it with us. And I know when the other says something really nice, we also carry that with us. So, yeah, well, I don't know what I just said. That's okay. Okay. It made sense to me. You can cut it if you want. It made sense to me. Okay. During your rant, I did a little bit of research. There is a fight language Is there? Test. Yeah. Somebody stole your All idea. All my good ideas are already taken. Um, same. <laughs> but we'll have to take that afterwards. And if you guys Ooh, want, yeah. I can, I'll link all of this stuff in the show notes. I mean, all of these things can seem a little daunting. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. ooh, like, I don't, 
I don't want to be able to like be vulnerable for to my partner and like do all this kind of yeah. stuff and like all. The, so what? They are daunting. <laughs> no, the, I I agree. Yeah. I'm opening up to another person and like being your true 100% authentic scary. self is is scary. Yeah. Especially because as we've listened during Crime Junkie, you don't oh, gosh, know anybody. Yeah. You don't know anybody. <laughs> shout out to Ashley Flowers yeah, and shout, Britt. Shout out to <laughs> Ashley Flowers and Britt. Um so what scares you about love? Ooh, look at you. That was a nice little segue. I think the number one thing that scares me is loss. Oh, I'm going to cry a little bit, but I'm not. You can. I don't want to. You can. I know I can. Show vulnerability. Because I did move around a lot. I And I, I'm sure this is common. You form deep attachments very quickly with people. Sure. Especially with people that sometimes just meet. Yeah. And you want yeah. To to build a connection mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a different topic for another day. I could go in for hours on that. I but mean, yeah. same, but I don't want to. Yeah. In general, I if I choose to spend time and invest with someone, it's deep for me and it's meaningful for me. And I think that the scariest thing for me in opening myself up and actually loving someone is the possibility of loss, which is something that we have to accept. Everything has a season. And even everything has an end, everything has an end. Our lives, our lives have an end. Yes. Um, but that the pain of loss of losing that connection, you know, how I deal with like friendships that end or like, you know, jobs that end. I'm, (laughs) I'm really sad about those things. So I think for me, it's, it's, it's the loss. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that firsthand. Yeah. What scares you? The unknown, I don't really know myself that much because I've never given myself the opportunity to really kind of explore who I am. So I think I I wouldn't know how to handle myself on my own. So Mm. I literally said that to you in the beginning of the relationship and throughout the relationship that like you are someone who's never been alone and you... I've talked about this on the show. Oh, really? Yes. I know that because I listen to every episode. So maybe that's where you're getting this information from. <laughs> no, not at all. I've literally told you countless times that like the importance of being alone and and being able to be still with yourself and like take care of yourself and how I think that that's something that's invaluable for every single person. With you, you you've never even fully mourned a relationship because you kind of like, you know, hop back into one so you don't experience that. But I think that, I don't know, am I going down? You're going down a, a rabbit hole. Path? Yeah, but I okay. disagree. I, th- I think that I have mourned relationships. In another relationship? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a writer by nature. So I am. I know you are. So <clears throat> my way of, of mourning a relationship is by like writing a letter to this person and then deleting all of it. Babe, I told you to do that. I know that. (laughs) But no, you didn't. You weren't the only person that told me to do that. My therapist told me to do that, too. But I told you before you're a therapist. Are you sure? 100%. You didn't have a therapist when I told you to do it. I told you to do it when we were in Philly. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm cutting all of this out. Why? (laughs) Whatever. I won't cut it out. Sorry, guys. This Be your is, vulnerable, this is the true, kind of, authentic self. This is the kind of banter that happens all the time. You you did tell me. I will admit that. I will I will not lie. Yeah, give me my credit. Episode, but it's probably not a healthy way of me 
going about doing it, but that's, that's what I do. That's what I, that's what helps me because I'm able to get everything out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I apologized in the last one, in the last episode for all the shit that I've done and like hurting other people and like that kind of stuff. And I think that this kind of ties into it. Mm -hmm. Um, so this, that apology kind of like over encompasses and like does all of this stuff, but Getting back on the love train. Getting back on the love train. Do you think that your views, and this is a, a good segue also, do you think that your views of love have changed over the years? Because, we, I mean, we we're just talking about loss. So with every loss, I think, comes some sort of realization. Right. So what have you realized about love that has changed for you? Um. I haven't had that many relationships, so I really only had one. One serious one? One serious one. I mean, I, you know, I had like deep emotional connections, but I wasn't sleeping with these people. But I've, I've only really had one serious relationship. And I think I, I said before that it was that very passionate, dramatic, fantasy riddled relationship. And, you know, by the end of that, I was just done. You were wrong. I was, I left that situation and I didn't look back and I didn't feel that feeling of loss or anything like that. But I knew that there was so much damage that I had done to not only myself, but to another person. Um, And I wanted to get help to understand why or how I can make sure that this doesn't happen again. So therapy again in this house, we like advocate for therapy yep. <laughs> very strongly. Um, Mental health is a, is a thing yes. that I struggle with yeah. and that I think is super important mm-hmm. to take care of yeah. because you're with yourself 99% of you're the time. You're with yourself for the long haul, man. And having a good relationship with yourself is not only going to help you, but it's also going to help your relationships with other people. Having a good relationship with yourself is paramount to enjoying this ride called life. You really can't do it without it. Who am I? Like, what? I, I don't know. Like You're a bumper sticker right now. <laughs> I don't know. I've told you that you should go and go to be a therapist, Ew, go to school no, to be a therapist. I, can't. I would be crying along with whoever was in my office. Empathy, everyone. Empathy. Um, but I think that therapy. And then I think realizing that boring is not a bad thing. What I consider to be boring in a relationship is really just like... Everyday life. Everyday life and normal. Stuff gets monotonous. Like every day you can't be on a level 10. Like some days it's okay to be at a 2 and just enjoy that. Like you don't have to have like crazy passionate sex. I mean, being at a 2 that day isn't going to be a fun day. I mean, you know (laughs) what I mean. At a 4. Um, I mean, anything above a five, I think, is is precedence for having like an okay day. Anything below a five, you're probably going to want to like. I think my scale is a little bit different than yours. Probably. Yeah. Ten was like intense, crazy. One is like peaceful, calm. Nothing's really happening. Boring. Wow. That's a huge separation. It's one to ten. No, I know, but 10 being super crazy and what, exciting, you yeah. said? And one being 
calm and... And kind of boring and nothing's really going on. Oh, uh, yeah. My scale is way different. Yeah. Ten, 10 for me is this was the best fucking day. Like everything went perfectly. Oh, see, I'm not saying it in that regards. I mean, in like a toxic relationship. Oh, yeah, got yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, miscommunication. miscommunication. <laughs> um, yes. So did yeah. you forget the question? No, I didn't. Okay. Realizing that some days you can be at a at a two on my scale. Um, yeah, learning that and then just kind of dating and seeing what I want and what I don't want. And I think the main thing that really shifted my view on relationships and how I how I've come to the point of where I am right now is communicating and not having expectations that I do not articulate to another person because I think that that is how we hurt ourselves. No one can read our minds like at all. No matter how hard you try. No matter how hard you try. And, you know, obviously in this relationship with you, I'm learning a lot. It's honestly like a crash course in (laughs) relationships. But I, I mean, boundaries, clear communication, like, keeping your word. There's so many things that in this relationship, I really feel like I've just like grown and I'm in a place now where I'm like, okay, this is what I want. This is what makes me feel good. This is how I feel supported. And this is how I don't. And I do think that I communicate those things to you. Sometimes. Regularly. Sometimes. When you're in a place to listen, I do think that I communicate those things to you regularly. So I, I guess the overall answer to your question is life. Life has changed how I, life and maturity um, and getting to know you, what makes me me has changed. Very good answer. Thank you. You went off a little bit. You, you kind of went all the way around and then made your way back. Yeah, to... that's a conversation with me. My best friend always says, like, I start at A and then I go to, like, R. QRS and then I'm back to DEF and then somehow I always make it to Z. Weird, but I also... <laughs> also that, yeah. <laughs> so, I laugh like my mom, man. I know. <laughs> I know. So we were talking about changes and all that kind of stuff changes yeah and we've talked about changes and passion and all that kind of stuff do you think that it is possible to keep passion in a long-term relationship and if so what well answer the i guess answer Answer that question and then um is it possible to keep passion in, in a relationship i think that's such an individual question Do I think it's possible for me? Yes. For other people, I I don't know, but I am an extremely passionate person. Do you mean passion as in like sexy time or do you mean passion as in just like love for another person and like... Love for another person, whatever you define passion as, because again, we're not all going to, we're not all going to go by the book. Right. When it comes to... I think it's possible to keep passion alive in long-term relationships. I do. Um, And if it dips for whatever reason, I think that there are things that you can do to bring it back. You know, I guess this is along the lines of what I was saying last time and that, like, relationships can be boring and can be monotonous. If you feel like you're in a dip and the passion's low or you feel bored in the relationship, it's on you to, like seriously 
dive in in that moment and say, hey, I'm committed to this. I'm going to do something and be like, babe, let's go take a cooking class where we learn how to make gnocchi. Let's go um, walk around our a part of our town that we've never walked around before. Let's, you know. Go skydiving. Go skydiving. Let's go skydiving or like, you know, let's go hiking this weekend. Like, or even something as silly as like, let's watch all 100 movies on the Turner Classic movie list. Or let's watch Game of Thrones again from season one. Like find something that you can do as a pair that you guys are just individually doing to bring excitement back because doing all of those things is going to stir conversation that you're not normally having, you know? Um, and if it's a sexual passion that you feel is lost, I mean, I have a lot of tips and ideas, but like, I think, I think a lot of things about that. I mean, you know, tell your partner that you feel like that passion is gone, articulate that to them And in articulating that with them, communicate, communicate, have that conversation. Like in the beginning, we used to do this and we don't do it anymore. And I miss that. Can we do that again? And I'm sure your partner, whether it's male, female, whatever, um, may feel the same way that you do. They're just not articulating it. And I think that's such a huge problem in, in some relationships and our relationship that we've had, too, is that we'll both be feeling the same thing. But and we, we just won't don't say, it. say it to the other person. So then when it reaches ahead and the other person says it, it's like, well, I mean, I've been feeling that way too, but I'm not acting the way you're acting. Like, you know what I mean? So I think just communicating when you're in those dips of feeling bored or the passion isn't there and coming up with ways that you can try to spark it. And sometimes the passion is just going to be gone. Like sometimes that the season of that relationship is over. Um, And I think that the most mature and healthy thing that you can do is to be honest. And I know that it's it's sucky because you're going to have to face that loss and you're potentially going to have to face hurting another person. But you hurt somebody more in the long run if you hold on and stay in something where you're like, hey, it's not gone. But I think in order to know if the passion is truly gone, you have to you have to invest a little bit. And, and, and try for a period. And that's hard for people because, you know, a lot of people, they think they're trying when they're not, you know. And a lot of people don't even try. They just kind of give up or move on to the next thing that they think is, is going to spark up that passion without realizing that passion is going to wane in any situation or any relationship. The, the only way to keep something alive, like your body's not going to stay in tip top shape if you don't work out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like your, your hair is not going to look good if you don't style it. Like you have to, what, what are these analogies? I don't know. I I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we've been in this quarantine for 500 over, years. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think, quarantine has affected our relationship um honestly for a long time I thought that it it was so detrimental to our relationship and I thought that it was just being around somebody 24 (laughs) 7 was you know especially for two people who value space and like individual me time Um, It was very, very difficult and still is in a lot of ways difficult for us to maneuver that. But I also think that it has really, really helped us grow as individuals, um, which in turn helps us grow as a unit. Um, 
like from the beginning of quarantine to now, you have grown. And I think that you realize things about yourself that you, you've been really brave is what I'll say. Like you've been really brave in a lot of ways. And I'm super proud of you for doing that and for taking steps to improve your mental health, help, health. health. <laughs> and um, the steps to, to improve your life really, like to free you from some of the cycles that you spent years in, you know? Um, and as for me, I, my growth as well, um, and just realizing the power of my voice and the importance of living life on my terms and not living for everyone else or everyone else's opinions has definitely been freeing for me. Um, cause I, like I said before, I was a people pleaser and I spent so many years, you know, and you know, this like concerned and worried about what everyone else thought about the decisions that I was making or how everyone else was affected by the decisions that I was making yeah. as opposed to just like living. So I think quarantine showed us that life was short, showed us that, you know, every single person is a little bit fucked up. Um, and we can eat every everyone. single person. Yeah. And we can either stay there and continue living that way, or we can lay the bricks and the groundwork for the future. living free and, and, and healthy and happy and yeah. at peace. Yeah. Um, I guess one last question. Is it over? <clears throat> Do you think that sex is important in a relationship? In the general sense, I, I, I think that it should or would be in the top five for a lot of people. Um, I think that sex is something. And again, I talked to Aaron about sex on our second date. We had not had sex. We were not close to having sex, but I was very upfront and honest. I personally do believe that sex is something that is very important. I think that there are two things that really put a strain on relationships and that's finances and sex. And, um, as someone who enjoys sex very much, <laughs> I, it was important to me to let him know, um, where I stand on those issues. And I think that for everyone, it is something that is an important conversation to have because, you know, mis mismatched sex drives can be a relationship killer. Um, one person being more adventurous sexually with someone who is very vanilla can also be a relationship killer. I think you should discuss porn and and the limits there. And if you're going to watch it together, if you're going to watch it individually, I think masturbation should be discussed. I think toys, bringing in other partners, anal, you know, the frequency with which you have sex, all of those things should be discussed. And all of those things I think are important to know somebody's boundaries and lay the groundwork. Um, having a loving, fulfilling sex life within a marriage is, I think, one of the most important, not the most important, but one of them. Does that answer your question? It does. All right, so I kind of want to end things on a little bit of a love note. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering something. Okay. And I'm I don't nervous. I don't tend to ask this question often. Okay. Because I get embarrassed. Uh -huh. What do you love about me? Oh. 
I was prepared. I don't know what I was prepared for. I, I, um, I don't know either, but. <laughs> I, I love a lot of things about you. Um, I love your smile. I feel like I don't see it that often. Um, like when you show your smile with your teeth. Um, and when I do, you just, you have like this boyish kind of look when you do a toothy smile. And I really love that. I love, I love moments when we are deliriously tired and we just do the most ridiculous things like rapping <laughs> that mm-hmm. night. Um, On the subway. Yes. That was wonderful. I love your body. <laughs> can I say that? You can say whatever you want. I love your physique. I love your, I love watching you be a dad. That might be one of my favorite things to see. It's in those moments of you like showing and leading another mini human or mini pup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love you a lot in those moments. And I think I love your commitment to self-growth, to the continual journey of healing and growth. I love how invested you have become in it through slip-ups and, and you know, little bumps in the road. You That are inevitable. That are inevitable. You haven't wavered from committing to being the best man that you can be. So I love those things about you. And... I love that you love food as much as me. <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing for me. If somebody doesn't love food as much as me, it's probably not going to work out. What do you love about me? I'm interested to know. You're interested to know? Yeah. You seem a little nervous. I am nervous. <laughs> we don't ask each other this question. No, so. we do not. Um, we did in the beginning, so I'm interested to know now, many moons in, what it is. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same, if not, like, slightly different. Now that I know you better. Yeah. Um, I love your ambition. I think that your drive is something that I also, you know. What do you love about me? I'm really curious to know because we don't talk about this often. So, I mean, we did in the beginning. So, I guess I want to know, like, now since you asked me. <laughs> What it is for you. I love your ambition. Mm. I love that, like, drive that you have. And regardless of whatever it is, if you are ready to commit 100% to something, you do that. Yeah. I, do, I cannot do that. So that's why I love that about you. I'm hoping that I can pick that up. Maybe I'll go. Yeah. I love that you try to have as much fun as you can. I think you get that from your parents. Yeah. (laughs) I think that another thing that is kind of striking is how direct you are. Mm. You love that about me? Yes and no. I was going to say. I I love, the part that I love is that I'm not that direct. I, I, will avoid any kind of uh, thing yeah. that makes me uncomfortable and you don't. Um, and the part that I dislike about that is that you just go 100% in everything, um, even if it makes me uncomfortable. But I think, I think that I, like you said, 
Um, and this isn't taking your answer. I think that I do love that you are so committed to changing yourself or transforming yourself into a better version of who you are or who you want to be. Growing myself into. Growing yourself. Yeah. And I'm interested and excited to see how you turn out on the other side. What type of plant you blossom into. Oh, that's beautiful. Continuously blossoming, though. So I guess more like a tree. Sure. If you want to... <laughs> also, I was I was hoping like I love your eyes. I ho- I love your smile. <laughs> I'm I'm more of a Fluffy personality I know, I based know. kind individual. of individual. Individual. <laughs> um, no, but I do love your smile. It it I think I mentioned this when we first met, but it does light up a room. That's nice. You never say that. <laughs> well, sorry. Keep going. No, I'm kidding. Um. I want to kiss you now. <laughs> you can. It is Valentine's Day it is after Valentine's all. Valentine's Day. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of things. He's in get, love, love, y'all. I don't want to get too vulnerable. You can. But, I know, but I'm uncomfortable Save it for now. the card. Save it for the card. <laughs> yes. I don't want to bear my heart and my soul for the world. Not yet. You already have. Not yet. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Feel free to shoot me a message at Manhandled Podcast on Instagram or via Gmail at manhandledpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to link them in the show notes below, and I'm also going to link a lot of the other resources that we were talking about. Um, I will see you guys next week with a brand new episode, and let's keep getting shit handled, man. I'm proud of you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I hope that I was a good guest representing the female. You were. The divine feminine. The divine feminine. <laughs> yes, you were. Um. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Love you a long time. Love you. Are you going to make out with me on your podcast? I'm going to kiss you no. at the end of my show because it is all about love. Also, guys, it's like 7 a.m. and we haven't brushed our teeth, so this is real love. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If we want to talk about real love, we can talk about dogs. And Dude. Help and super loving. Addy, you want to come say hi? Can come I say here. A little rough, rough? Say hi. A little rough, rough? You making out with Mike? He is our son. There he is. <laughs>